fighting Zutari on the outside coming at it now is Kemal Passer and Kemantari dollar for dollar and Zutori Zutori dollar for dollar Zutori just in front and Zutori is just one I'd say Zutori from dollar for that's two from two this preparation for Zutori for us uh, and the followers of Fergo's Tips and Slips and speaking of it is me Fergo welcome back to Fergo's Tips and Slips podcast so I'll be covering the five group one action racing of the 10th of October 2020 and boy boy as I mentioned five group ones it's going to be an excellent day of racing and I hope I can help you find some winners um today I'll be obviously recapping last week's performances interviewing as I mentioned I had a big interview lined up this week I didn't lie big careful we interviewed very shortly great man he is and I'll quickly talk about that when it comes to that interview then I'll go in preview. I think it's 10 or 11 race. I think I'm previewing 11 races. I'm not lying this week. So, yeah, bit of a big episode. I'll try to get film as quick as possible to keep the length down. But without further ado, let's recap last week's performance. Um, Flington raced through Minotons. First up in Australia. He's shown he didn't really have the fitness on his side. Ran okay. Definitely come on, come up for that run. Can you see where he goes second up? Race was Sutori, obviously won. $6, $2.50, race 5, Famous for a massive win. We'll be talking about that more shortly. Into the future, tips maybe. First $5, $2.20, Lord Belvedere was no good. Harlem and Diango Freeman race 7 weren't good. Race 8, Rubasaki, no good but pulled up lame and is now in center for a spell. I think it's a wet track horse, honestly, so you can see it come back in winter, autumn time. Ranrick race four, Colding one, three dollars fifty. Race five, Hungry Hunt, my best bet. Second, lost by a long nose, heartbreak. Race six, Cosique Legend. Second, big, big effort again. We'll be very right for the Everest next week. Race seven, Mr. Seawolf, no good. And race eight, Grim and Rocks was no good. As I mentioned, Big Kev is my interview uh, subject this week. Now, before I'm getting into it, shortly in the interview, I talk about Kev's mail. Didn't mention this at the time, but if you want to find Big Kev's tips, the best place to find them is Punt Hub. P-U-N-T-H-U-B on the Facebook, inside the group. Turn Kevin's tip notifications on. He won't let you down. I'll talk to him a big game now. So without further ado, let's get to the interview of Kev. I'll see you afterwards. Uh, g'day, guys. Terry here with the mentioned interview with Big Kev, mate. How are you going? Uh, g'day, Zach. How you going, mate? Uh, hello. Yeah. Uh, big Kev. Yeah, I know. Um, you were the most hyped guest I've ever given for this podcast. They've been not let us down with some good stories and tips today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I'll start off as usual by asking you for a quick introduction on yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. To you. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm a punter, as everyone knows. A former analyst. Uh, had my first bit when I was ten, <laughs> and uh, I was pretty well obsessed from then. Yep. Uh, uh, started uh, studying form almost straight away, uh, much to the horror of my mother. Um, God bless her soul. And so, yeah, she, uh, she was with my enthusiasm as a 10 year old. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, I, was, um, yeah, I, I was hooked straight away. My first bet was a daily double, 50 cents. So I got back 10 bucks, and that was back in 1974. And uh, there's no stopping me. So, Started winner and still winner. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and um, uh, and all, everything I've done has went around like gambling. I ran a casino yep. at school, CSP at school. Uh, I joined the uh, AJC, STC yep. um, as soon as I was old enough to do it. And, and uh, yeah, I was punting uh, for a long time. Uh, 
and uh, when I was 19, yep. I was uh, the big Kev um, nickname come. Uh, 19, March 1983, I was out um, Randwick in the members with a few, about half a dozen of us, um, and they were old passes, and uh, I, I mean, yep. this was 1983, and I was only 19, I pulled out a cabbage, must have been about 10 grand, and one of the older guys, he was probably twice my age, just said, oh, Jesus Christ, you're big Kev. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that one stuck yeah. for sure. So, so I'll quickly ask you before we get into the tips. Also, you go around on various Facebook groups as big Kev with your late mail and stuff. So you say you get some late mail. Without revealing your sources, how do you meet some of these people who give you the, I guess you could say, inside information about horses? Basically, in 1993, I decided that... Um, you know, forming out analyst uh, analysis is great, yep. but um, you also need to get some insight, insight info. Yep. You need both. You can't you can't win on the hunt if you don't get insight info, but you also can't yep. win if you can't analyze form. So you probably both. So I started building up the network, and uh, now 33 contacts across Australia, yeah. New Zealand, Hong Kong, and Singapore, and. Um, they feed me information and then I share it with yeah. the others. So if one of the 33 gives me a tip, the other 32 get it. So it's a never-ending uh, uh, supply yeah, information just yeah. goes around. And, um, and they're keen to feed me because I'm feeding them. So it's a great, it's a great system. So. Yep. So I'll now ask you, you've given me three tips of the weekend. You can choose one you want to start with, but... um. Yeah, I'll comment on them once you've chosen. So which tip do you want to start off with? Yeah, well, the first one I got is actually mail I got from uh, one of my New South yep. Wales contacts. Um, and it's in the highway. Uh, um, don't you love it? Oh, boy. What a wet Sunday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've had some great winners in the highways because the races. I mean, they're set for that race. And, um, yeah, when it's mail, yep. it's, uh, it's good. And that's always open races too, so... Uh, the first of Randwick's yep. the highway, uh, race one, uh, number six, rent a rock. Um, uh, that's at reasonable lots too. Uh, $12 and $4, I'll quickly mention. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I don't expect it to start that long, but um, uh, apparently it's ready to run a big race, so uh, well, I wasn't told much more. Uh, just get on. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yep, all right. So next one you got for us? Yeah. Uh, I've got two of my own selections from my own yep. uh, in the last to Caulfield in the Herbert Power. I think that's a golden ticket to the Caulfield Cup the week after, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great yeah. cup to those big races. Yeah, it's a good field. Um, and uh, Chapada uh, comes second, first up from the spill in the naturalism. Uh, probably its best yep. race ever. Um, it came from the last and... Uh, and it was first up in the spell, and I just think this horse is, is the extra distance up, suits it, doesn't uh, it? You reckon? Doing that, yeah. yep. Still getting yeah, each one quite here six dollars fifty and two dollars twenty, yeah, so still looks a good odds going. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I just think this this horse has just gone to another level after the spell. And, yep. Uh, Fair enough. Yep. Uh, so I'm thinking um, each way, like you said, each way all day. Uh, and uh, my other tip is in yep. Doom, but race six in the sprint, over 1200, number two, uh, but the Thanker's entry. Uh, yep. That's uh, second up from the spell as well. Had the first start, uh, 
Gold Coast and broke through for its maiden win in nice style. Um, it came from here last, uh, and it's pretty loyally raced. And I just think that that's uh, uh, about five dollars. I think. Yeah, five fifty and two twenty. So each way, yeah. 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 I, I think uh, that yeah, this horse is now broken broken through uh, for its maiden. Go on with it. Yep. And the fact that uh, you know, 50, 11, yeah, I'll just quickly repeat them. We've got Rainwick Race 1, number 6, Caulfield Race 10, number 9, and Doombin Race 6, number 2. That's all I have to ask you, Kev. I appreciate you coming on the show. I hope you uh, have a good Saturday and rest of the uh, future until we talk again. So, um, until next time, mate, thank you. Thanks, Zach, and uh, uh, thanks, everyone, and I uh, hope everyone wins on Saturday. Thanks again, Kev, for that interview. I hope you all enjoyed it. I do apologise for some connection issues or microphone issues on Kev's side. Hopefully, you can make out what he was saying. Obviously, I repeated those tips towards the end just in case you missed out, but... Great man, great tipper. I would you'd be silly not to back them in. Um, as I mentioned before, Pun Hub's a place to find recipe tips, tips like every day of the week almost. What a man. Um, now I'll get into the tips of well, my tips, I guess you could say, for this weekend. And we'll start at Caulfield where a soft track is expected. Soft five currently might downgrade, depends on the weather. It's Melbourne, who knows what will happen. But I'm skipping race one as it's the debut stakes. It's literally called that. That explains why I'm skipping it. Race two is the Firebred Club Stakes over the 12,000 metres. 12,000. 1,200 metres. Group three, three-year-old filly, set weights and penalties. And I'm re-tipping Let's Be Glam. I tipped it, was it last week or the week before? And it was scratched. The week before last. It was scratched on race day, so I didn't get to see it. But I also tipped it first up. And I've been waiting for this horse to get back to Caulfield. When it was scratched, it was actually also at Caulfield. So obviously that was the time. But it got scratched. But here we are. Um, I've talked about this horse quite a bit, so I'm not going to get really into it, but the reason I wanted to get back to Caulfield is, as a two-year-old, I won the Blue Diamond prelude here and was beaten two and a half lengths in the um, actual Blue Diamond behind Tagaloa and Personal, who were both respective big chances in the Thousand and Caulfield Guineas later. Obviously, let's be glams or only in a group three compared to that, so carry some decent form, $10 and $3 currently. Cheeky, swats that will be hard to beat. Massive win, uh, Mooney Valley last start. Beat um Holly Discreet, who was versing again. Holly Discreet was 35 that day, 7 today. So you have to question, Mark, is it worth that much of a price differential? Obviously, I think the track will suit Holly Discreet more, but that's not the point. Let's be glam. Michael D. Um, it, so it could it could be leading this field or not sit out, sit stalking the leader from Barrier 1. I expect it to lead, on, on obviously. Barrier 1, should I say. Um, Caulfield's obviously... Never advantage to be on the pace, so hopefully we get off to a nice day with a bit of value. Race two, number one, Caulfield. Race three is the weekend hustler stakes over 400 metres, group listed handicap, and I'm finally hopping on the bandwagon of Windstorm. Now he runs I had in, had three runs in Victoria this time in. I've tipped against it all three times, and I was right the first three times. At last start at one, it beat Buffalo River, who will be tipped later on. That's a bit of a sneak peek also. Um, Buffalo River is racing in the group one, and I'm tipping it, and Windstorm's racing in the group in a group listed and beat it last start. So, you know. Two dollars forty, the banker of the day for me at Caulfield. Not much too much to talk about, honestly. The pace with uh Amart Academus, I always butcher that name, runs in Cuba, shouldn't be a worry. Pike will probably take a sit three pairs back. 
from Barrier 5. Hopefully one off the rail. Who knows? It's Pikey. He loves to sit back at the rails, doesn't he? But it's got a devastating turn of foot and should win this race. And I don't know where it'll go after this. But I'm pretty keen on race three, number six, Caulfield, Windstorm. Race four is the Norwood Plum Stakes, four-year-old nut mares, group three over 200 metres, and Felicia for me. Um, the gate I'll address first, it's a sticky issue, but Shilong, how romantic. And Algon Miss, who's drawn 10, hopefully gives Felicia a chance to get a um, trail across and see outside the leaders, I'm hoping. That's the one out, one back, that's the dream, but who knows from grade 11. I trust Craig Williams to work some magic. Assuming they don't go too fast up front, Felicia should will have the last crack at them, the leaders, if they... Don't go too hard. The leaders are going to go a long way then, won't they? But she'll have the fresh legs late, hopefully, and run over the leaders. Um, $4.50 currently. It's a good quote to find out. It was a good winner last start at Caulfield. Was it Caulfield? Was it Flemington? It was at Caulfield in the Group 3. Stay in the same class. No reason to get off for me. The gate isn't that much of a concern. It looks sticky on paper, but I don't think it will be that sticky, hopefully. Race 4, number 4 for me, Felicia. Race five is the Shillelagh Stakes. I think I just butchered that, but, yeah, it's group two, thrilled and up, wait for age, sprint over 1,100 metres, and I'm going for Sydney Horse and Splintex. Hugh Bowman's come over the ride in Victoria, may I add. So Bowman is riding this. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, avoid touching that subject, but hopefully his ride's nice and clean. Dawn Barrier 1 is the key for me at Splintex because Jungle Legend Alpha Aura will go forward, and I think he gets the perfect set off them. Um... This horse, last start, was racing behind Classic Legend, Eduardo, and Bivouac. All three of those horses are in the Everest, which is obviously says to me this is a much easier field. We're getting $11 and $3.20, may I add. But, yeah, it was only beaten two lengths by Classic Legend, Eduardo, Bivouac, and first up was only beaten three lengths by Geetra and Nature Street Pooh. Five, all five of those horses are in the Everest. So it has the form on the board. Drops in class to this group three, group, sorry, group two. It doesn't really drop in class, but the form in the race drops. You know what I mean? Gets a good position. Get, we get a good price to find out. It's a good horse splint tech. So I reckon it can register its first win as preparation. Now, I'll quickly add third up. It is third up. It's two starts third up, two wins. So hopefully go three from three third up. The Mark Noonan trained four-year-old entire Alice Stitzel. Jeez, that'd be worth a bit of money. Um, race six is the first group one. The Caulfield Stakes, 2,000 metres group one weight for ages. Bit of a meh race being only, what, six horses and... Russian Camelot, Adol 55. I'm not going to tip him. I'm going to stick with him at all. Last start, I tipped him. He ran second behind the Russian, and we got $17, being $6 and what, about $1.90. So, honestly, it's a good place bet. It's going to be Humidor versus Arcadia Queen, probably for second. And this will be Humidor's last start before the Cox Plate. Waller has him flying. William sticks. Draws uh, could be awkward in Barrier 1, depending on what part of the track's good, but we'll probably go back. It won't be too far back. Obviously, there's only six horses. No, it's just you know what you're gonna get if you mule. He'll try his heart out, and could Russian Camelot be vulnerable late? I doubt it, but a humidor six dollars and one dollar ninety. That's who I'll take in the first group one of the day. Race seven is the first of the big feature, I guess. Your group ones, a thousand guineas, group one, three-year-old filly, set weights. I'm gonna stick with Firmosphere, as I mentioned, she won last week. She won at the mile at Flemington. This, obviously, as I just mentioned, is a mile race. But she settled three deep, no cover for Damien Lane. She was plugging away the whole straight. Took the lead 100 metres to go. And held off a challenger. 
come strong to the line. So the mile, staying at the mile doesn't faze me, obviously. As it won at the mile last start. $14 and $4. Sniff's a great price for me. Um, Obviously, Hungry Heart is the favourite. Was it equal favourite? No, it's the favourite over Instant Celebrity. And Hungry Heart's beaten Famous City three times. But Hungry Heart, I don't know if this, as my good mate Scotty Milwa just actually said to me, I don't know if this is Hungry Heart's planning to come here. On the quick backup, has Ward as centre here because she lost her first three or came second in her first three um, runs. This preparation behind Dame Giselle. Was it last start? She was beaten on the line by was it Vangelic? Horse's name it's not coming to me, anyways. Regardless, famous for you, we're getting a price barrier two will not be three wide, no cover. We'll probably sit midfield on the rails. Hope it'll be a bit of luck. She can show that turn of foot which got her home last start after being three wide, no cover. Economical run barrier two, Damien Lane for James Cummings, race seven, number two. Out of quote, famous for you for me. If you're taking exotics, I would also include personal with a price number four. Race eight is the other guineas, the Caulfield guineas, the group one for the three-year-old males, 1,600 metres, set weights. And I'm going to go at a horse for price again, number seven, Amish Boy. Now, I'll quickly mention this horse is in the third acceptance of the Cox Plate. So if Maranusis want any chance of taking this into the Cox Plate, which they clearly want to, he needs to win this. And that Cox Plate also shows me they've got an opinion of this horse. John Barrier won for John McNeil. Quickly mentioned he's got a good turn of foot, this horse, and... Save tickets and hopefully use it at the end of the race. Last start was over the 400 metres at Caulfield. And the Guineas behind Crosshaven, the Guineas prelude, sorry, behind Crosshaven, chased hard behind him the entire straight and looks like it was an extra 200 metres. Amish boy wins. So extra 200 metres today. He gets it. Um, He won the Magic Millions race in Adelaide, the two-year-old. And he's been running up both starts, his preparation. He's gone started at 1,200 metres, end of the 400 metres. Peaks for me at the mile... Obviously, it might not peak because the Cox Plate may be in there. Site 3 wins this. But there's no reason for me not to tip this at $20 and $5. Obviously, there's a few question marks. I like Kirk was a very good win for me. $3.30. I don't know. I, there's a lot of horses I could tip, but I'm going to take the value. I don't mind Tackle or King's Legacy or like Kirk. Mama Garron at 51 is a big shout. But Amish Boy for me at 20 is number 7 in race 8 at Caulfield. Race 9 is the Turek Handicap, a group one over the mile. And this time it's not three volts, it's an open handicap. And I'm going to go Buffalo River, who's very, very well done with the um handicap conditions. First up, I tip Buffalo River and he's beaten by Windstorm, who I made my best bet earlier. But as I said in the recap after that race, that no matter where Buffalo River went, I want to follow him. He was very, very good. And I reckon this race has little to no pace. I mean, Buffalo River and Age of Chivalry are only leaders for me, but I reckon they can let Buffalo River run, and good luck catching him. This is my tip. Um, he's drawn barrier five, so I won't be spending many tickets to get to the front, but I hope Williams lets him go and just lets him show the true Buffalo River, which is just a catch-me-if-you-can type thing. Um, look, this race, it's not a great group one. Like, looking at the dangers, I am Superman. He's been good this prep. Superstorm and Junipal are my only dangers in my eyes, but I'm pretty keen at the $4 quote with Buffalo River in the group one. He rises in class, but I think he can win at this class second up. He almost peaked second up on it, honestly. Three starts for two wins and a second second up. He's never run more than three times in a preparation, so basically he does peak second up. Um, Not much more else to say. It's a pretty weak group one, but race nine, number 15 for me at Caulfield.
The last of Crawford in the Mammoth card. There's race 10, the Herbert Power Stakes. I'm going to go back to the, the bending champion, the chosen one. Now, I reckon last start was a forgive behind um, Russian Camelot and the one Underwood Stakes at 1,800 metres. Sorry, this is a group two, 2,400 metres. And Big Kev tipped number nine, if you're interested. But number one for me, the price, 13 and $4. So forgive, he wasn't here. If you look where he settled in the run at Flemington first up when he won compared to where he set up second up at Caulfield. Mm, lots of difference, which I think was the decisive action at the end. But Mickey D from here can get him back midfield and let him explode. Well, explode is a bit of a long grinding turn of foot, the chosen one. But he can let that go down the outskirts of Caulfield, I reckon. Um, look, this race, I'm not confident in the chosen one going back to back. But I'm not confident in the likes of lose a favourite. Order of the Garter at $2.30. Mm. This this race, I'm not very confident in, if I'm honest. But I feel obliged to tip it, considering it's a golden ticket into the Caulfield Cup the next week. So, number one for me at the last at Caulfield, the chosen one. I'll quickly cover two races that were away, Rick. I don't want to overload you too much with the tips, but the Silver Eagles race six. I'm going to really quick here. I don't know how Dawn Passage is $5 and I'll go above the dollar eighty-five. Um, Dawn Passage won a group. No, he didn't win a group one. He was favourite in the group one and did too much work. But um, that shows a lot for me. Alligator Blood first up was good behind the Odyssey dollar seventy at dollar eighty five. That shows for me. Dawn Passage has been very good in his trials. I'm happy to take the five dollar quote. They don't have too much between them. I don't reckon but the price says they do, which is a bit silly. The two classy animals, Dawn Passage and Alligator Blood. Dawn Passage first up, three starts, two wins in the second. So, you know, Alligator Blood is undefeated second up. But one of those two um, records are going to take a hit. Hopefully it's Alligator Bloods. That's race six, Wick number three for me, Dawn Passage. And in the group one at Sydney, the spring champion stakes, three-year-old, 2,000-meter group one, Cherry Tortoni, the Victorian Raider for me. I wanted to follow this horse wherever I went. I thought it was around the guineas, but instead it's gone to the 2,000 metres, which I like even more. As it always looks like it's going to run all day. Wins this. will be favourite in the derby, and I think it does win. $6.52.30. Ryan Maloney takes the ride. I think he's down here for alligator blood, but he could win a great one on show Tortani for me. Maps beautifully midfield from barrier four. Um... I love Tap, very hard to knock, $3.80. So is Montefilia, who beat, what's it called, Hungry Heart last week. That's what I was looking for earlier. Both those two are hard to knock, but Cherry Tortoni, I reckon it's the horse or 2,000 suits the most, which is a big um, key in these races. A lot of these horses, you've got queries they've been making the distance. But yeah, that's all I explained what we have to do for me. Race 7, number 1, Cherry Tortoni, $6.52.30 at Randwick. Now, that is all I have to say on behalf of myself for the tips this weekend. That's about, well, 15 minutes worth of tips. I hopefully didn't get too bored. But big racing, have to cover all the big races, which I have. Until then, have a great Saturday. Enjoy the horses. Enjoy whatever you do. Hopefully, it's watching the horses and backing my winners. Hopefully, they're winners. Anyways, that's for me done for this weekend. I hope you enjoyed the tips, the interview. Thanks again, Kev. Until next week, I'll catch you later. Fair go out.